Very, very pleased to be joined by uh, New York Times bestselling author, former Trump advisor, someone who was pardoned by President Trump and someone who remains banned from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and most of the major social media work uh, apps of your choice. But he's certainly not banned from this program, the one and only Roger Stone. Roger, it's great to talk with you. Thanks for staying up late with us. Frank, great to be with you. I just want to point out that I was trending on Twitter last week for the seventh time since January 1st. So they, I may be banned, but they still can't get enough. And I force them to talk about me. Oh, believe me, believe me, I'm going to ask you about that. Now, you have done your thing, which is just make uh, news, news and more news. Uh, You gave this speech in California that is getting a great deal of attention. And you talked about it's 13 minutes and people can see the entire speech on your Rumble page. In fact, I'm going to link to it um, right now on my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Morano fan. But um, if people want to watch the whole thing, you talked about some of the miracles that you've experienced, the miracles of uh, the commutation of your prison sentence and of a pardon for you, uh, the miracle of uh, your wife healing from cancer. And you talked about something that would be an additional miracle. This is what you said. Miracle number five is the restoration of Donald Trump to the White House. That may strike some people as odd. How does one uh, get Donald Trump back in the White House? Well, you laid out a plan. This is what you said. I'm ready for miracle number five. (laughs) Miracle number five is the restoration of Donald Trump to the White House before 2024. how this can happen. There are a number of people out there who would like to see this, but they they don't have the 40 years perspective on American politics that I have. It is not going to happen because of a court. There is no court that will hear our case. It's not going to happen because of a legislative body. There is no legislative or regulatory body at the state or federal level who will hear the massive case of fraud and irregularities and anomalies that existed in the last election. Here's how it will happen. We are going to retake the House of Representatives. We are going to send some America first candidates like Jackson Lawmire to the U.S. Senate. Then the House Republicans are going to make Donald Trump speaker Joe Biden will be removed by the 25th Amendment because he is non-compassmentist. We will impeach Vice President Harris and Donald Trump will be restored. So, Roger, if I if I have the stone plan straight, uh, your plan is to after the Republicans win the House and having a, a Trumpian sort of stone esque type of Republicans be the majority in the House Republican conference, they, uh, they would invoke the 25th Amendment to have Joe Biden declared, uh, you know, uh, in, inability, you know, unable to hold office and then impeach and remove Kamala Harris 
from office and then put in, uh, put in Donald Trump as the Speaker of the House and allow him to ascend to the presidency. Is that it? Uh, that's pretty close. I mean, first of all, most people don't realize one does not have to be a member of be selected as Speaker. Any American citizen can be elected as Speaker. In, for terms of the removal of Joe Biden, the Democrats will actually do that. The 25th Amendment requires for a majority of the cabinet and the vice president to agree upon the removal of a president. Uh, I'm making the case that Joe Biden will be too ill to continue uh, his duties. Uh, he, he merely makes sense now. I don't think he knows what day it is. I actually feel sorry for the poor guy. Uh, but I think in the end, we won't remove him. His own people will remove him because they know he cannot lead them into another election. So uh, I'm arguing for the election of a wedge group within the House of America First Republicans who will not vote for any other candidate for speaker, who will abstain on every ballot until we get the speaker we want. That would be Donald Trump. Then I believe Joe Biden can be removed from office constitutionally and legally under the 25th Amendment. And then Kamala Harris should be impeached by the Senate for crimes against humanity. That would be specifically denying the effectiveness of ivermectin uh, and hydroxychloroquine, uh, foisting on the people uh, a a vaccination that I don't think is safe or efficient or effective. Uh, There are numerous other crimes. We may have some going on right now in Ukraine that would be impeachable offenses. These are all political judgments. So there you have a perfectly legal constitutionally sound uh, plan to restore Donald Trump as president before the 2024 election. Now, Frank, is it like, uh, uh, I would say, uh, 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 drawing an inside straight in a poker game? Yes, it is a long shot, but it is legal. It's constitutional. It's certainly politically feasible. Some of my friends have told me, how are you going to get 67 votes against Kamala Harris? Just let her be president for a few months and you will see. Well, quick question, uh, and without going into the merits of impeaching Kamala Harris for uh, pushing a vaccine that uh, even President Trump has taken and encouraged other people to take, putting that aside as an impeachable offense, wouldn't she, once she's president, nominate somebody to fill her vacancy as vice president? And aren't chances fairly good that that person would be confirmed? Not necessarily. We don't know who that person would be. So the entire uh, scenario that I've lined out depends on majorities in the Senate and the House. Uh, By all means, there's a large rhino faction there. But you can stymie them by having a subgroup that simply will not even vote present. They won't vote for a quorum. They won't vote. They certainly won't vote to make Kevin McCarthy speaker. So, uh, look, I think it is uh, it is a short term solution to the country's problems. You may have noticed gas prices, Frank. They're going up higher than Hunter Biden. I mean, gas prices are going up faster. Have you watched the gas uh, pump? The numbers go up faster when Brian Stelter steps on a scale. I mean, it, it is it is a national this, this war in Ukraine, I believe, to be unnecessary. If if the Ukrainians would simply agree not to put Western missiles, not to have bio labs there cooking up who knows what to unleash on the Russian people. I think a negotiated settlement is possible, which saved hundreds of thousands of lives, both Russians, Ukrainians, and now Americans. Uh, I think that there is uh, the the calamity in the country is such, uh, and the majority of Republicans, I think at this point, almost a majority of Americans believe that there were 
irregularities and anomalies and voter fraud in the last election. Let me put it, put it, let's assume you're right about that. You know, one election that history shows any honest look at the historical record shows was just, was just rife with voter fraud was the election of 1960. I mean, by all accounts, the Kennedys partnered with the mob to deliver at least two states from the Nixon column to Kennedy. Now, Nixon was not only a friend of yours, he was a mentor to yours in many respects. You have a tattoo of Richard Nixon's face on your back. Now, Nixon could have easily contested this election and made an issue with this. But as you know better than I do, he chose to um, rally the country behind Kennedy so as not to add to the divisions in the country. Do you think Trump might be better off taking a page out of the Nixon playbook on this one? Well, and remember, Nixon had never been president. He'd been vice president. So it is a different situation. Terrific new book out this, by the way, on this called Campaign of the Century by Erwin Gelman. He's just come out. Makes a pretty compelling case the 1960 election was stolen. My own book, Richard M. Nixon, the pardon me, Tricky Dick, The Rise and Fall and Rise of Richard M. Nixon, uh, has a very f- substantial section documenting the fraud in the 1960 election. Nixon was a much younger man. Let's remember that. Uh, and he understood the sore loser connotations uh, that would be added to his reputation as Tricky Dick. Uh, and therefore, he elected, despite the fact that Dwight Eisenhower and New York Governor Tom Dewey urged him to uh, contest the election result. He decided the better way to ultimately become president was to take a pass. He ran for governor in 1962 of California as a hiding place because he did not want to run against JFK again in 64 because he doubted he could beat the Kennedy magic, the the magic of Camelot. uh, And he was biding his time to 1968. I did not win the governorship, but it did allow him to duck the 64 disaster when, unfortunately, uh, John Kennedy, one of our greatest presidents, tax cutter, an anti-communist, a guy who deeply destructed the intelligence agencies, uh, was tragically murdered, replaced by Lyndon Johnson, who I believe is responsible for that murder. You can read my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ, New York Times bestselling book. You can get it at stonecoldtruth.com in the store if you want to get a signed copy. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, but I think that in the end, of course, the decision not to contest 1960 is one of the factors in Nixon's most remarkable comeback in 1968. All right. I want to get your quick take on this story in the Washington Post, Uh, a lengthy, lengthy uh, story about you. Uh, It's a Washington Post exclusive, the Roger Stone tapes. And uh, the subheadline, I mean, there's no way for me to summarize 40 pages, but it says previously unseen documentary footage shows the longtime Trump advisor working to overturn the 2020 election. And after the January 6th riot, secure pardons for the former president's supporters. I'm sure you've uh, read this and poured over it 900 times. Give me your reaction to this Washington Post piece, Roger. A terrific act of uh, work of fiction. This fiction writer by the name of uh, John Swain. Uh, misses a few points. First of all, working to overturn. Every American has the constitutional right to object to and protest the outcome of the 2020 election. That's constitutionally protected free speech. It is constitutionally protected uh, political activity. So they try to make that sound nefarious. But in fact, Hillary Clinton tried to contest the 2016 election, 
The Washington Post downplays that. They say, no, a small group of Democrats, no. Hillary Clinton and her campaign manager, John Podesta, wanted to make a special presentation to the Electoral College, challenging the certification of Trump's election. Treason, uh, insurrection, uh, a sedition. No, actually, that was perfectly legal. It was just stupid, and it didn't work. But Hillary Clinton objected to the election of Donald Trump, and nobody jumped up and down and said it was illegal. It's not. It's quite legal. Secondarily, yes, Frank, it's true. I was able to foresee that the Democrats would attempt to criminalize perfectly legal political activity and therefore members of Congress like Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan or Louis Gomer or Matt Gates, just because they had objected to the, uh, the certification of the election of Joe Biden would be called traitors and there would be an attempt to prosecute them. And therefore, yes, I thought they could preemptively have been pardoned. All of that is, of course, perfectly legal. The worst part of the Washington Post, first of all, they haven't run four full pages on anybody since JFK was assassinated, uh, is this notion that I knew about, uh, was involved in any way, or condoned the illegal acts at the Capitol uh, on January 6th. That is categorically false. false. Now, Ari Melber... Uh, says that because I know Donald Trump and because I'm acquainted with Enrique Tarrio, who was charged last week with sedition and conspiracy, that means I knew about it. Well, that means Ari Melber is responsible for all of the sins of Matt Lauer. They both work at NBC. They are therefore acquainted. And therefore, I'm saying Ari Melber must have been involved and known about what Matt Lauer was doing to women. Does that make any sense? No. Not to me. Guilt by association. Guilt by association. uh, So these Danish filmmakers, how did they have this kind of access uh, to you to catch you in uh, some very private moments here? Well, first of all, not all of that footage is real. If you're familiar with the deep fake, you can hear me, but you don't see my mouth moving. It's an easy manipulation of film. If I have a, a bite of your voice, there's a computer program that allows me to create any soundtrack that I want. So not all of the those scenes are accurate. The ones where you can see my mouth moving, those are accurate. Some of them are what they call deep fakes, but they're largely exculpatory. You can see in the film that I was in my hotel room when others were at the Capitol, and I thought it was a boneheaded move. In other words, we went to Washington with a perfectly legitimate effort to simply delay certification of Biden's election for 10 days to allow a closer examination of the anomalies and irregularities in the vote in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, and so on. The people who stormed the Capitol, uh, that was a counterproductive move politically. It hurt our cause. It allowed the Democrats to try to criminalize any objection to the election of, of Biden, which, of course, is, again, legally protected constitutional free speech. So I feel sorry for those people who are uh, who I think are being uh, denied due process, who are you know being fed food laced with feces, who are not allowed to shower or shave if they haven't been vaccinated, uh, who, if they choose to represent themselves, are not being given access to a law library or a computer or any time to prepare uh, their defense because they're being held in solitary confinement. Frank. Solitary confinement for the crime of trespassing? 
that seems a little excessive to me. Yeah, no, no doubt so, about it. Uh, but in terms of the the access that these filmmakers had to you, do you, do you regret giving them this sort of access? Well, I, we we had we had a temporary agreement, and the filmmakers whose documentary will never actually come to to uh, fruition because they don't have a signed release. Very much like those clowns who made uh, uh, the great Netflix original Stone. documentary. You be familiar with them? Yes. Yes, they all made money. Roger Stone made not a dime on that iconic film. Now, it is a great film, by the way. And I think it was a fair film. Little things in there I don't like here and there. But Same. by and large, Same I think here. it's a pretty pretty fair tra- treatment. Certainly entertaining. Uh, the Danish filmmakers felt that they should make a lot of money, but that Roger Stone, for his work and likeness, should be paid nothing. And therefore, we could not come to terms. So you see why they're upset. Their film will never show in the United States because I will get an injunction to block it. They Hmm. have no signed release from me. So out of peak, they released a bunch of material to the Washington Post, some of it fabricated. Now, um, if people just tune in, we're talking with Roger Stone, New York Times bestselling author, a a former Trump advisor, longtime Trump confidant and supporter, and somebody who over the weekend uh, revealed a plan to restore Donald Trump to the White House before 2024, although it has a lot to do with electing Republicans in 2022. Uh, You can go to his website, stonecoldtruth.com, to uh, get some great Roger Stone merchandise, as well as a number of other stuff, stonecoldtruth.com. I myself have a signed Roger Stone, which uh, is a great conversation piece when people come over. Uh, Let me play for you just one 10-second clip that the Washington Post published, and I want to ask you if this is a deep fake or if this is genuine footage and then get you to explain it. This is uh, as published in this Washington Post story a few days ago. I'm done with this president. I'm I'm going to go public supporting impeachment. I have no choice. He has to go. He has to go. Run again. You'll get your brains beat in. Roger, uh, that's you talking about President Trump. You don't sound too happy with him there. Is that a genuine... When did it say Trump in there, Frank? I didn't hear the word Trump. First of all, that's number one. Number two, is that logical? In other words, Robert Mueller squeezed me with a threat of sending me to prison for seven to nine. And instead of roll over and bear false witness against the president I love, I was prepared to go away. So none of that is very logical, is it? No, I think that's a, a, a fraud, uh, exactly what it is. Um, and I think people who know me know better. I love Donald Trump. I wanted him to run for president since 1988, again in 2000, again in 2012, again in 2016. I have great affection for him and his family. I was with Eric Trump uh, this weekend in San Diego. So I, I think people know better. Uh, so is that a deep fake, that clip? Uh, it's a, uh, certainly not a reference to Donald Trump, that's for sure. All right. Uh, oh, the real reason I wanted you on is because we are about to see in New York City what, I mean, I think any objective person, irrespective of their politics, has to consider a lynching of a fine New York City police officer who's been with the department for 14 years and has not been charged with a crime, has committed no crime, was not alleged to have taken part in the January 6th riot. He's got a departmental trial on March 27th. As best I understand the situation of Officer Sal Greco, his big uh, transgression is being friends with you. Uh, Give me your take on this Sal Greco situation, both how you see the facts and your opinion as to where we go from here. 
Sure. Uh, Salvatore Greco is a New York police officer with an unblemished record of 14 years of working the graveyard shift in some of the most dangerous precincts uh, in New York City uh, to stand up and keep the public safe. Uh, He is uh, facing departmental termination on two grounds. One, uh, he is a friend of mine, and they say consorting with a convicted felon violates NYPD regulations. Here's the problem with that. Your beloved mayor, Eric Adams, writes in his book that he was, as a police captain, providing personal security for Mike Tyson when he was a convicted felon. So there can only be one standard, not one for Eric Adams and a different one from Sal Greco. If Mr. Greco is terminated, he will sue the NYPD and each individual officer involved in his investigation personally for $25 million. He told me that yesterday. Eric Adams and the commissioner can expect to be the first witnesses. Mr. Commissioner, are you telling me no member of the NYPD talks to any convicted felon? How do your snitches work? How does your, how does your street enforcement work? How does that work? This is, this is a lynching. Sal Greco has done nothing wrong. Uh, he is going to face uh, amazing uh, legal bills. People can help him, by the way. This son of Staten Island is a great Italian-American cop who's done nothing wrong by going to helpthisnycop.com. That's helpthisnycop.com. He has a legal defense fund. The city is going to make a giant mistake. They terminate them. You can see Eric Adams on the witness stand, and it will not be pleasant because we cannot have uh, you know, a dual system of justice. There can't be two-tier justice. There has to be one rule for everybody, and that includes Eric Adams. But, and and but, by the way, I, I, uh, Eric Adams being very public about associating with convicted criminals. That's not something that ended when he was a police officer. A number of publications, the City, the Daily News, the New York Post, even the New York Times, have chronicled all of the convicted felons, and I have no issue with this. I don't. Th- I associate with many convicted felons, um, uh, that Mayor Adams associates with regularly as mayor. So it would seem a little hypocritical for the mayor to preside over a police department where they're going to drum out a, uh, a a cop for associating with you, a pardoned criminal, whereas Eric Adams is frequently talking about uh, having no issue talking about second chances and associating with people who are taking advantage of that second chance. Well, and secondarily, the NYPD, as I understand it, is choosing Sal Greco working security for me. Let me be very clear. I've never paid Sal Greco a penny. As a personal friend, took vacation days to go to uh, Washington, D.C. and support the president. I've never seen him inappropriately use his badge or his gun or his authority or to represent himself. Roger, you're breaking up a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit here. If you can try and get to a clearer area. We only have a a minute and a half left, so I want to try and get two final very important questions in. I know you've worked on some political campaigns in Ukraine over the years. Uh, You, of course, were tarnished repeatedly throughout the Mueller probe as a Russian agent, ultimately not convicted, not even charged with anything resembling that. Uh, Give me your reaction action to this war that we're seeing uh, going on in Russia and Ukraine right now? Uh, entirely unnecessary. Uh, I think Putin has been very clear. The idea that he wants to take control and insert a public government and occupy Ukraine is false. He cannot economically even afford that. Uh, he's made it very clear his objection is the use of Ukraine as a base for operations uh, as we put dual launch pad missiles into Ukraine we do have we do have bio labs there. Who knows what they're cooking up? When the Biden administration says that's false, 
I read a, a terrific article in the Military Times, which I think documents it extraordinarily. So uh, this is completely resolvable. It's very much like 1962. And the Russians put missiles 90 miles off of our shore. John Kennedy uh, basically agreed not to invade Cuba, agreed to remove our missiles from Turkey and Italy, and return Khrushchev agreed to take the missiles out of Cuba, and World War III was averted. Roger, to me, like Lindsey Graham and and uh, Marco Rubio, I think these guys want World War. It's it's amazing, uh, Roger. Very quickly, thirty seconds if you can. Today would have been Bob Grant's birthday. You were not only a regular a guest of Bob Grant's show, but you founded the committee to draft Bob Grant for U.S. Senate in the year two thousand when Christy Todd Whitman was looking at running. And Bob told me that the very first contribution that you secured for that committee was from none other than Donald Trump. In a nutshell, what made Bob Grant so special as a person and as a radio talk talent? Well, as we both know, his real name was Bob Giganti. He was a great Italian-American. Uh, he was a radio legend. He did not shy from controversy. There are things he said that I disagreed with. I know that. Certainly you did. I'd never say that I agreed with him on everything. But he was a showman. He was an entertainer. He was a provocateur. And he knew where he stood, and he didn't have any qualms about telling you that. He is one of the great, great, uh, I think, figures in radio history. Uh, Roger Stone, thank you very much. Go to his website, stonezone.com or uh, the stonecoldtruth.com. And if you want to help Sal Greco, you can go to the website, helpthisnycop.com. Honestly, this is something that should be a non-political issue. It should not be a conservative or liberal issue. If you care about cops, if you care about people not losing their job for their political beliefs or who they associate with when they've done nothing wrong. You've got to support Sal Greco. Help this nycop.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 